Grace and peace to you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, two days ago on Friday, I was struggling to find what God was pulling me to talk about this morning. I couldn't seem to get out of my own way enough to get a message together. I'd finished up working a bit early and was reflecting on a long list of to-dos for the weekend, uh, which seemed to be longer than the three-day weekend itself. But I was uh, hanging out thinking about all this, and uh, including what's coming up in June, because as our summer kicks off, as I'm sure all of your summers are, Lots going on to think about and plan for. And as my kids came home from school and started to grab their snacks and get situated, I said, what, what do you guys think I should talk about on Sunday? And with hardly any hesitation, one of them said, taking vacation. And you know those moments where the clouds part and a sliver of sunlight shines around you and you hear angels singing nearby? <laughs> it was sort of one of those moments. I thought, wow, that's... There's something there, maybe not vacation specifically, but I was just so thankful that uh, God shows up through people around us and often in very unexpected ways. And that response of taking vacation reminded me that we were starting an extended weekend, gave us an opportunity to rest and recharge from the week-to-week hustle of work and school and family and all the things that come along with those. And maybe my kids wanted a vacation from their days and school and everything going on and were inspired with that response. Maybe they wanted me to take a vacation and be intentionally present with them over the next few days. But either way, it was a good reminder that I needed to take a deep breath, prioritize some things, and make sure that I took the time I needed for the things that are important. Now, there are times when we need to hit the gas You know, if you're hosting a holiday gathering that lasts 24 hours before guests arrives, that just feels like a time when you got to hit the gas. There's a final round of picking up and cleaning and getting everything as good as it can get before people arrive. Or in the morning, a school and work morning, getting yourself and your family up and ready and out the door for work or school or whatever's going on at that time. And hopefully we've given ourselves plenty of time so that we're not overly rushed but certainly a time when we're keeping our foot on the gas until we're out the door and off on our way. The undercurrent here is intentionality. And just like we need to intentionally hit the gas sometimes, and we do need to, as much, if not more, we need to intentionally slow down. We need to cut out the noise and focus on whatever it is you need to focus on. That might be your daily 10 or 15 minutes of study and prayer, Or it might be a week off of work and a family road trip, intentionally spending time together. We need time to rest. We need to take time away from the day-to-day madness. A day of rest is literally built into our creation story. After six days of God speaking the universe into existence, that seventh day he rested. The Sabbath day, a day of solemn rest, it says in Genesis In Leviticus 23, verse uh, verse 3, it says the Sabbath is a day of complete rest. And this is important enough to be present on our prestigious list of Ten Commandments, that day of rest, and part of our creation story. It's clear that we need to pay attention. 
Jesus would often withdraw to rest and encouraged his disciples to do the same. In the sixth chapter of Mark, verse 31, just before feeding the 5,000, Jesus had called the apostles to come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. And even as Jesus was in his full-fledged, uh, in his full-fledged ministry, Luke writes in chapter 5, verse 16, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Many times he would take rest over a shared meal. The meal part, I think, has some other significance for another time. But what I'm trying to establish today is that in our biblical blueprint of life, rest and taking time away from our labor is a command. Jesus and God the Father set the example right from the very start of our existence. I've talked before about the Blue Zone studies. These were studies focused on areas across the world where the people that lived there tended to be healthier and live longer than the rest of the world. I first heard about them from a speaker, and he spoke of four key areas that separated these blue zones from other areas. Number one, they ate different, a lot of Mediterranean diets. Number two, they physically moved more. Three, they had close family relationships. And four, they were spiritually more focused. And along with these blue zone studies, there were other longevity studies that this speaker uh, had spoken about. He cited three other major influences uh, found in people that live longer. Connections, purpose, and how we look at our lives, whether we're grateful or fearful. And today there's an organization devoted to continuing the work of those blue zone studies and helping people live a blue zone life. And so they've added lots to the initial research including more longevity studies and more studies around people that live in these blue zones. And they've identified what they call a power nine. And there are nine common aspects of life across these different blue zones. I previously, I've talked about purpose, belonging, and having the right tribe. And today I want to talk about downshift. Here's a short paragraph on this uh, power nine the one called Downshift, from their website. It says, even people in the blue zones experience stress. Stress leads to chronic inflammation associated with every major age-related disease. What the world's longest-lived people have that we don't are routines that shed stress. Okinawans take a few moments each day to remember their ancestors. Adventists pray... Icarians take a nap, and Sardinians do happy hour. So here we have lots of research on longevity and healthy living in our current modern-day world, summarized down in these nine aspects of, of this healthy life. And downshifting rises to the top of the list of those nine. It's getting rest, taking a nap, praying. The happy hour example was when People just got together at the end of the day over a glass of wine or two with friends. Each group in these different blue zone areas displayed different forms of rest as a way to relieve stress, but each with intentionality. Interestingly, none were rest by Netflix binging or scrolling Facebook. They were either taking care of their bodies, with, with the nap example, feeding their connection with other people through those relationships, the happy hour example, 
or connecting with their spirituality in the other two examples. It's another beautiful example where modern research reflects what God has been telling us since his voice first formed this world, that rest is a critical part of a healthy existence. As almost a footnote to all this, the importance of the routine that's mentioned in that short paragraph. I find if I don't make a routine for things, my brain gets so burnt out on other things, I just don't do the non-routine things. And routines, they don't lock us into a scripted life, but they free our minds from getting bogged down on the day-to-day things that we already know we should do. If I don't make a routine of daily rest, I won't rest, not consistently anyways. If I don't make a day of rest each week a routine part of my week, I'll likely just pile up other things to do on that day. And if I don't intentionally plan to take trips or vacations throughout the year, the year will slip by quicker than I can keep up with. To really apply anything new in our lives, we've got to work it into our normal routines. These bodies that our Heavenly Father gives us tend to offer a lot in the way of examples for how we should live out other aspects of our lives. It's amazing how He crafted these complex systems throughout our bodies. For example, rest is critical for muscle growth. Just as staying active every day promotes all kinds of health benefits to our bodies and minds, rest days are just as important. In fact, they're considered a critical part of a healthy fitness regimen. When we exercise, we create microscopic tears in muscle tissues. And while resting, our bodies have specific cells and processes that kick into gear and that gives them time to repair those muscles replenish and replenish our energy stores that our bodies use to fuel us through the active days. There's really intention behind what our bodies are doing through our physical rest at a cellular level. The Mental Health America organization cited a special report from Harvard Medical School. It shows that deep relaxation, like meditation, not only relieves stress and anxiety, but can decrease blood pressure, relieve pain, and improve your immune and cardiovascular systems. Further research cited by Mayo Clinic indicates that long-term stress if not addressed, can cause a host of health issues, including chest pain, headaches, digestive issues, anxiety, depression, changes in the ability to focus, and all kinds of other things. That Harvard Medical School report had talked about deep relaxation from something like meditation. You know, it's more than just hanging out on the couch. It's rest with intention. God's word is not silent in this area either. Usually when we see mention of Jesus withdrawing to a place alone, it was for rest and prayer. Other times he's resting by breaking bread with his disciples or other followers. And just like one of our Blue Zone groups mentioned earlier, sometimes it's just taking time each day with friends. Jesus also found rest with friends by nourishing his body and connection with other people. In either case, Jesus was showing intentionality with what he was doing. Our rest, too, should be intentional, and like everything we do, should point to our Creator. At the end of Matthew 11, and verse 28, Jesus calls us to him for rest. He said, Come to me, 
All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. When God spoke the Ten Commandments to Moses in Exodus chapter 20, the beginning of verse 10, he said, But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Rest is no different than anything else we do. It should always point to Jesus. Our days of rest or seasons of rest or times during the day when we rest should be done so in a way that honors God. We should rest in honor of him. And it is in that silence and solitude within that rest that we will hear his voice speaking to us. And better yet, if we can withdraw from the busy world around us, we'll be able to hear his voice even more clearly. Biblical figures frequently go to the wilderness to find isolation and connect with God. When we intentionally rest, we should be looking to God for true spiritual rest. You know those times when you're, you're working on something, heads down, it's something really con- uh, complicated or it takes a lot of concentration and focus? I remember writing reports for school, and I'd just get stuck sometimes. I wasn't sure where I wanted to go next, or sometimes I'd just get writer's block. Well, one thing that did not work was to just stay there staring at the screen, trying to power my way through that mental block. What did work was walking away for a while, giving myself a little rest. It was like my brain was subconsciously working on whatever problem I was trying to solve, but better when I was distracted by other things. Maybe it was a change of scenery or moving to something physical that I didn't have to think so hard about. And I feel like I'm learning it's a similar case with my faith and spirituality, that by seeking rest sometimes, there's just all kinds of buttons and levers and switches get turned on and start working in the background. And when I turn my thoughts toward God, start my rest in prayer and take a break from everything else going on in my head and in life, that's when I can connect the most with him. That's when I find the most clarity. On this Memorial Day weekend, we have a lot to remember. Sacrifices by individuals for us to honor and reflect on. Our Easter season is coming to an end. This past Thursday was Ascension Day, where we remember Jesus ascending into heaven 40 days after Easter Sunday. Lots of other activities going on this weekend, family with family and friends to enjoy. And please, we need to keep doing those things. But also, try and find some time to rest. Find time to withdraw from the busyness around you. Seek Jesus in the silence and solitude of this extended weekend. I'll leave you with this quote this morning from Martin Luther in reference to the commandment of keeping the Sabbath. He said, The spiritual rest which God particularly intends in this commandment is this, that we not only cease from our labor and trade, but much more that we let God alone work in us and that we do nothing of our own with all our powers. Amen.